Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hello, America, to our friends around the world. Thank you for joining us here on The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. Always good to be with you. Uh, Please share these shows far and wide. We really need to wake people up. We have to have the sound of marching feet. Let me tell you, here's the bottom line. Once they get CBDC in, it's game over. They will control everything we do, how you spend your money. You'll be limited in your travel if you have any at all. I could go on and on. And You've heard me do shows on CBDC, but if it comes in, it's over. We have limited time to turn this around. So I'm asking you, please, because we're on a lot of digital platforms, please share because we've got to wake people up. Yeah, I feel a sense of urgency. Yeah, I wanted to comment on a couple of things here before we talk about the show today. Uh, Number one, uh, Hamas University should be ashamed of itself. We have a president, uh, Dr. Gay, who is the uh, president of what they call Harvard, I call it Hamas University, who thinks it's okay for protesters to come on that campus and threaten the safety and welfare and psychological well-being of Jewish students. That is absolutely unacceptable. And I don't care. You could substitute the term Jewish. You could put down Muslim or Christian or Russian or Bolivian. I don't care. This is not the kind of world that I want to live in, and I won't tolerate this kind of behavior. I come out of academia. You know, I've got 14 years at one university, and I've got uh, 10 years at a college uh, in the capacities of a professor, a head men's basketball coach, and I can tell you I never thought I'd see the day where some of my colleagues would act in such a reprehensible Nazi-style type of attitude. We are looking at the rise of fascism and Gestapo tactics, both from the FBI and from Hamas University and institutions like them in the Ivy League schools, who thinks it's okay to harass Jewish students. It is not. It never will be. Did we not learn anything from the Holocaust? Or does the good Dr. Gay think the Holocaust was a false story, misinformation, disinformation that should be censored, shame on Harvard, shame on the Ivy League schools, and shame on anybody who promotes that kind of genocidal attitude. Okay, that's off my chest. Let me talk to you about our sponsor for today, and it is Noble Gold. And, you know, I thank the good Lord every day that I have Noble Gold. I truly do. I've been an advertiser for six years. I've been a customer for five. And that's what I mostly thank Noble Gold for. These individuals at Noble Gold are professional. They care about their clients. They're trained not to be pushy. You'll really find you have to almost close your own deal. But what they do is they'll protect your retirement. Absolutely. And they give you nice little gifts along the way, like these three-ounce silver bullion coins for a retirement conversion. It's great. But you need to get your money out of the bank, except for operating capital, including your retirement, your safety deposit box, because they can steal it from you under the Dodd-Frank Law of 2010. So let me just make sure that you understand what's at stake here. What's at stake here is preserving your nest egg. And Noble Gold is the best that there is at doing it. There's no one like them. They don't make these 
ridiculous claims about what they're going to do for you. It's just straight, hard, cold facts. It's business, it's honesty, it's integrity, and it's efficiency. And this is what I found both as an advertiser for Noble Gold and as a customer. I want to send you a free information packet. All you have to do is go to DaveHodgesGold.com. That's DaveHodgesGold.com. Now, if you feel the urgency of the moment, the walls are closing in economically and you know you got to do something, well, then give them a call, 877-646-5347, Now, I have to make this federal disclosure according to the FTC. All investments carry an inherent risk and past performance cannot be considered uh, to be an expectation of future performance. We agree with giving that warning absolutely positively. It's just too bad they didn't make Sam Bankman-Fried and some of the other people give the same warnings. But we're happy to do our part because we are here to serve the public and help you preserve your wealth against what the banks are going to do to you in very short order. Look up the Dodd-Frank Law of 2010 and tell me that you don't have something to worry about. DaveHodgesGold.com, 877-646-5347. Now, to my broadcast partner, Doug Thornton of the Doug and Dave Intel Report, former DHS supervisor, and we got a lot to talk about today. Hey, thanks for joining us, and enjoy the show. Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. We are the show that's freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Really glad to be with you. Um, we press on after uh, being deplatformed, but, you know, we are uh, we're resourceful and we're resilient and we are going to proceed. Hey, I, I'm going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I've been looking at the food supply issues and they're bad. Although I'm not advertising actively right now, I'm hoping to uh, recreate uh, my relationship with my Patriot Supply and other venues. But uh, so this is kind of like a public service. Let me tell you, if you don't have food, water, guns, gold, ammo, natural medicine and tools, you are really, really going to be in trouble. Uh, the banks are collapsing. I, I, I did something this morning on Rumble on that. You're going to want to check that out. You need to make these adjustments now you know what i'm gonna tell you the food company i worked with um was absolutely great i was a customer uh as well as an advertiser and i'm hoping like i said that we'll reconnect in other venues but uh i highly recommend them restaurant quality food 25 year shelf life this is for your survival okay i'm not getting a dime off of this so i just want to make sure you understand that and and they routinely have great specials so let me strongly encourage you to move in that direction. Um, you need to get prepped. Doug and I have been talking about grid down scenarios for years. And now with all the known terrorists in the country, we would be foolish not to believe that's not possible. So please, please take care of yourself. And the reason I'm doing this is really it's selfish. I don't want to have to hurt anyone breaking into my home to get the resources they didn't prepare for that I did. And, and that's one of the reasons I'm doing this. Plus, I want a healthy and happy, as well as much as we can be, America, so we can rise up and take our country back from these Bolshevik communists who've done a coup d'etat. So that, that's my that's my spiel here. We have Doug with us on the Intel Report, and we're going to be talking about uh, um, the U.S. water supply being purposely contaminated by terrorists. That's a nice thought. We're going to be talking also about massing his attempt to uh, stop the kill switch in automobiles, which is going to kill a lot of Americans. Um, I've taken a position on that already. We're going to look at FBI Gestapo tactics being employed again against religious people, as well as a hit on Derek Chauvin, the uh, police officer uh, that was convicted for the murder of George Floyd, although the autopsy evidence doesn't validate it. But the Supreme Court are a bunch of chicken bleepers, and they wouldn't take on the case because they don't want protesters outside their homes so much for a Supreme Court. So those are the issues on tap today. Uh, Doug, good to have you with us uh, today. Uh, Doug's show is American Vindicta. My show is the Common Sense Show. And together we are the Doug and Dave Intel Report. Um, Doug, biggest thing I would say here uh, with the water supply is I'm surprised it hasn't happened earlier. I know we had a plan with the CIA to put LSD in Russian water supplies if we had gone to a nuclear war with them. And this is back during the Cold War. I'm sure you're aware of that. Um, that's that's what this reminds me of. But tell us more about this. What's going on with our water supply? 
Okay, so this is coming from an article from NPR. Iran-linked cyber attacks threatened equipment used in United States water systems and factories. An Iran-linked hacking group is actively targeting and compromising multiple U.S. facilities for using an Israeli-made computer system. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, CISA, I used to work for CISA, mm-hmm. uh, said on Friday that the hackers known as Cyber Avengers have been infiltrating video screens with the message, you have been hacked down with Israel. Every equipment made in Israel is Cyber Avengers legal target. The cyber attackers have spanned multiple states. CISA said that while the equipment in question, Unitronics version series programmable logic controllers, is predominantly used in water and wastewater systems, companies in energy, food, and beverage manufacturing and healthcare are also under threat. These compromised devices are publicly exposed to the internet with default passwords. The agency did not specify on how many organizations have been hacked. But on Friday, CNN reported that less than 10 water facilities around the U.S. had been affected. Cyber Avengers was behind the breach at a water authority outside of Pittsburgh on November 25th. The Aliquippa Water Authority was forced to temporarily disable the compromised machine, but reassured citizens that the drinking water was safe. While it did not cause any major disruptions, the And the incident revealed just how vulnerable the nation's critical infrastructure is to cyber attacks. So um, you go on NPR and you guys can read the rest of these articles. Um, There are planned future attacks that will happen. And what they stated is correct. Our power grid is ridiculously easily manipulated, hacked, and then disabled. I'm surprised more hasn't happened, to be honest with you. Um, last year when we had, I think it was 23, 24 power stations that were physically attacked by people, uh, just as random as possible, right? Um, you can expect to see more of that coming soon. You can expect to see more of these little threats against our grid. I mean, pretty much anything linked to the Internet has some sort of availability for the cyber attacks, Dave. So um, even though it may not be a national security level event, locally, you could do a lot of problems locally. Um, and so if you have a state that is pro-Israel or that you know is heavily pro-Israel, they're probably going to be under attack from these types of groups. And this is just the one that's surfacing that's been caught. This isn't the one that we know yet. What I wait on is for the zero-sub game. That's the day that I'm waiting when there is a group that can hold something uh, such as a a nuclear power plant or a hydroelectric water dam. Um, If they can hold something like one of these large uh, electric generating stations hostage, and the zero-sum game is either you pay us or we destroy it, that could cause a, a catastrophic effect on our grid. And it's just one of many things that could happen. Now, just imagine if one group of hackers, which is never one group of hackers, these are guys placed all around the world, most likely. If this one small group can do this, what can a major attack upon our grid and other parts of our infrastructure do, Dave? I think this might be a major group. I think they're just beta testing what they can do. That's my sense of this, because I've looked at this in other venues. Um, let me ask you this question before we go on, though. What Do you have a list of the cities? You mentioned Pittsburgh and the Allegheny uh, water supply, but do you have anything else? Um, so Western Pennsylvania was affected. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really getting anything else from there. Um, okay. For whatever reason, uh, the Department of Justice and DHS isn't sharing that information right now. But most likely, and I'm, I'm going yeah, to say most likely it's going to be something along the East Coast. Large population, uh, yeah, exactly, maximum terror effect. I, I would agree. Yeah, my sense is from what you said um, is, first of all, I think this whole thing about Israel is a pretext to bring America down. I don't believe it. 
I don't believe a Palestinian group can become this sophisticated with the potential to do what they're doing on multiple fronts, not just water. But I mean, Doug, here's the tip off for that I'm right. Um, the day that Israel went into Gaza, there was a massive, well-organized protest with sequence speakers and pre-printed uh, hand posters that people were carrying. I mean, this thing had been planned for a while. So, you know, I don't buy the BS. Now, listen, biblically, I support Israel, but I do not support Netanyahu. He's committing crimes against humanity by bombing hospitals and so forth. Um, there's other ways to go about doing what they're doing than randomly killing civilians. That's at least my position. But I support Israel biblically, but I don't support this reprehensible government in Israel that's not much different than ours. What do you think? Right. right. It's the same thing. You know, I I um, I stand with Israel because that's God's people. That's yes. God's land. Even though there are many Christians right now who are extraordinarily confused because they're not reading their Bibles on what Israel is in the land of Israel, which is God's. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time the common sense show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow for example they've got half off my pillow bed sheets more than half off their slippers their sandals their mattresses their topper covers women's lingerie now, they have extremely great products as you all know Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. He says it is his. Uh, Deuteronomy, just read read your Bible, guys. Quit Mm -hmm. quit watching these YouTube conspiracy channels. Um, But You you can't watch one of them anymore. (laughs) Oh, I know. (laughs) I know. You're taken down. Hey, they've tried taking me down six times, man. Um, but you know, Dave, I don't agree with what BB's doing. Um, when it comes uh, to reference of, of war, is Israel a good ally? Of course they are. Uh, what Israel is doing outside of that, what Israel is doing to its own civilians who can't question Netanyahu's government, they'll be thrown in jail. 
Well, I mean, that's what we're facing here in America with the Democrats. And BB Netanyahu's group is the ultra right wing, as they're called. So, um, you know, this is a controlling factor. They want to control the narrative. They don't want to have any disruptions of their military operation. And their goal is to go in and wipe out Gaza and eventually go in and wipe out Iran. And then from there, anyone who wants to come and fight little Israel is going to get wiped out. The thing is, biblically, is that's not the way it's going to go. Um, from Psalm 83 to Ezekiel 38, 39, they're going to get beat back all the way to the gates of Jerusalem. And it is going to be blood in the streets all over Israel. And this comes because they're a, a stiff-necked, hard-faced people who go against the word of God. They they believe because they are the people of God that they no longer, for whatever reason, have to do what God commands mm-hmm. in the Bible, which is why us Christians following the way, which is Christ, um, we are persecuted currently in Israel. So can we... Can we wholeheartedly say we back Israel? Yes, because that's biblical. But to back the government? Absolutely not. That's like to say, well, you know, at one point in time, Nebuchadnezzar was in charge of, you know, the land that would eventually be Israel. So are we, you know, yoking up with Babylon? No, no. But you have to understand prophecy is going to happen no matter what your feelings are. And you guys could hate me all day long. It's in the Bible. So take that up with the Lord. Um, But. I think eventually, Dave, Netanyahu is going to push that envelope where there's going to be a mass effect of killing. I think I think Israel is going to be forced into that fight, and then they're going to go above and beyond what they should. Um, I don't agree with the, the random rocket attacks, the random artillery strikes. You know, um, we're both fathers. To see children hurt on either side of this field um, is not. Uh, copacetic to us not acceptable and as, yeah as, as christians you know we're to pray for israel but i would tell everyone else stay out of israel let israel be israel let israel deal with its problems and let god deal with israel and its problems mm-hmm. um outside of that man you know you got to ask yourself why do the democrats and republicans wholeheartedly wholeheartedly support israel no matter what atrocities they've committed and then why is it that you have so many people, which is on the other spectrum, that's the, I call it the George Soros pol- uh, political spectrum, why are they so um, supportive of Palestine, of Hamas, and of those murders? I can tell um, you, I can tell you why. The military-industrial complex, both nationally and internationally, right. makes the world go around. And these reprobates in Congress, and they all need to be replaced in the primary election, but these reprobates get to do what you and I would go to jail for, and that's insider trading. And guess what their insider trading is focused on, mostly people? It's defense spending. So here you have a buildup of one side to fight the other side so they can perpetuate the conflict and keep it going on. Meanwhile, the fat asses in Congress sit there and they reap in the benefits and they don't care how many die. Well, this is a synagogue of Satan. You know, you got to ask yourself, why is it that, what is it, like 99% of all congressmen uh, and women are dual citizens in Israel? Why? I mean, Dave, I have I have no wish to is be a dual Is the figure really citizen. that high? I, I didn't think it was that high. I was, I was watching a figure the other day, and now people could be wrong, and I could have got sucked into a government conspiracy myself. Um, but it was, um, God, I can't remember what I was looking it at. But it was saying that there was at least one point in time, almost every member of Congress in the Senate was a dual citizen at, at almost one point in time. It may not be there now. Yeah, I think it's too high, but I'll, I'll grant you it exists. Chuck Schumer, for example, is the most notable example. So I agree with the principle. I think the number is inflated. Yeah, I think it is inflated. And and once again, this may just be vitriolic just to piss off Americans, too. Um, but, you know, a, a lot of people don't pay attention to this type of stuff. They they don't pay attention to this type of stuff. Um, there There is there is points and references for it, um, because these people all want to have a first row seat for the third temple for when the their Messiah walks on scene. That's why they want to surround the false throne. With the Antichrist uh, coming, yeah. Hey, if if I'm not right, then you ask them, why are you a dual citizen in, in Israel? 
you know, the place that has the largest homosexual uh, population in the world, the place where they claim to be so progressive that uh, uh, Israel wants to be New York City more than it wants to be the Holy Land. But when they're, Doug, Doug, but Doug, when they're attacked, they're like, you can't attack the Holy Land. It's not New York City. It's Amsterdam. They, they, there's, okay, who's one or two, Amsterdam or Israel in child sex trafficking? Flip a coin. It's one or the other, and they're both close. Uh, Israel, you see, to me, whatever sexual preference people have, they're going to answer to the Lord for that. And it becomes more of a minor concern for me, you know, in terms of judge not lest you be judged. But I'll tell you what I am judging. I'm judging the victimization of children. And the victimization of children is rampant in Amsterdam, and it's rampant in Israel. So don't give me this Israel's noble. They're not. They're run by reprobates, the same as America. It's no, they're run thing, by gangsters. Well, yeah. reprobate gangsters, okay? No morals. You know, Doug, it's the same thing in the border. 80% of the women and children across the border now are sexually abused. Sexually abused. Um. So I, I agree with you. Uh, it's it's a real problem. Um, I, I want to make sure we hit all the topics here. So let's go to Massey and the kill switch. I covered this um, on uh, YouTube uh, shortly before my uh, dismissal. And uh, let me tell you my major concern. The, the AI in the car is going to judge your driving behavior. So if you see a big rut in the road and you swerve, oh, this guy must be drunk. We're going to shut him down. But you're in a snowstorm. You're 30 miles from the nearest gas station, okay? And and you're not really dressed for the elements. What the hell are you supposed to do? This is going to kill people. Well, so it's in the roll call right now for the clerk. Um, I'm going to sound like such a nerd because I follow stuff like this. If you go to house.gov and you look yeah. at the clerk's office, you'll see this uh, this amendment that's in there. Um, and what it is is that the federal government has mandated that all vehicles by 2025, 2026, must have a kill switch that can disable your vehicle based on your driving performance. Um, okay, not only is that wholly unconstitutional, but who is going to be the deciding factor? Is it going to be artificial intelligence vis-a-vis uh, Elon Musk and Tesla? Is it going to be um, something that everybody's installing into their vehicles now? Um, because my two thousand and uh, yeah, my two thousand uh, Ford Excursion, no kill switch. You ain't going to stop it. It's a rolling tank. Um, so you know if you're driving any of these new vehicles, man, you, you're. I hate to say it, but you're taking such a risk. Uh, a, a buddy of mine. We were actually talking about this yesterday. We're both looking at going to pre-90s now for vehicles because at least I can fix that vehicle fairly simply on my own. Um, but all these little shenanigans, these little back doors. Do you remember Fox News early 2000s? They had a Chevrolet and they had guys from the FBI, I believe, or or, or something like that, that were on display and they had these little remotes in their hands and they were able to turn the vehicle on to hit the accelerator, to hit the brake, to change the radio. They were able to completely manipulate that vehicle based off of whatever system was inside it. And this must have been 2004, maybe 2005. So if our vehicles then had that, what do our vehicles now have? Your vehicle has rolling uh, Wi-Fi. Your vehicle's got Bluetooth. You know, um, these these advantages that we would like to consider advantages technologically are very quickly going to become something that could be strongly used against you. Listen to this. All right, so the final votes for Roll Call 616. This is the record, uh, recorded vote on November 7th. Massey of Kentucky, Part B, Amendment Number 60, on agreeing to the amendment, which is to take away, um, to uh, take away the the what do you call it, uh, the kill switch. 
So they had 199 Republicans vote yes on agreeing to the kill switch amendment. 199 Republicans agreed we should, by 2026, have kill switches in our vehicles. Two Democrats voted yes. 210 voter, uh, Democrats voted no to it. So I don't, I don't understand where we're losing this uh, fight with the Republicans, but they're flip-flopping big time on us. They're flip-flopping big time on us right now. What do you think, Dave? The Uniparty. Um, you know, we see it in voter fraud. In Arizona, Kerry Lake was undermined by two GOP, fellow GOP, Bill Gates, county supervisor, and uh, Stephen Reischer, county clerk and recorder, took out a pack against America First candidates, of which included Kerry Lake, and they undermined her. I believe they're responsible for the 60% of voting machine failures in heavy Republican areas in Maricopa County that led to the, to the uh, s- stealing of that election. So we see it there. You're seeing it here. Um, you're seeing it in the Senate. I mean, you got Linda Burkowski who calls herself a GOP and she votes for the Democrats every time. It, it, it's, it's the uniparty. Mitt Romney, tell me he's a Republican. He's not a Republican. He's a communist, but he's really a Democrat in present form. Uh, but he's in, and, and uh, Rona McDaniel, Rona McDaniel, listen to this one, Doug, the, the, to your point. She's the head of the Republican National Committee and controls a lot of the funding for races. In 2022 midterm, we had eight senatorial candidates that were winning a month before the election in the polls. She pulled the funding along with Mitch McConnell, and five of the eight lost. Fellow GOP. And you know what all five were, all eight were? They were America first candidates. So big, the power brokers of the GOP have broken away and they have sabotaged the Republican candidates who are for America and not for the new world order. Yeah, I think, uh, I think our days of, of having our time in court more or less in Congress as a conservative-based nation, is is probably over pretty soon. So, and let's let's go over another lovely piece of news here that only uh, I guess expounds more upon just how corrupt the government has become. The FBI dragged a Catholic family from home at gunpoint over a 15-year-old son's meme. Have you heard about this case? No, I'm curious as to what the meme was. Okay, so I got to read this in context, and then I'll fill in some blanks of of stuff that I've covered in the past on this. So the FBI reportedly used force to remove a traditionalist Catholic family from their home and place them in a locked van after their 15-year-old child posted offensive memes, offensive memes. The boy's father alleged that his minor son had fallen into a trap set by the FBI as part of their exposed targeting of so-called radical traditional Catholics. Deborah Hain of American Greatness reported Tuesday that the Ruffini family was allegedly dragged out of their home at gunpoint, handcuffed and locked in a van earlier this year. Hain also indicated the FBI's aggressive investigation only resulted in a misdemeanor conviction against the boy, for breach of peace, but financially devastated the family with substantial legal expenses. So the father of the family, Jeremiah Ruffini, initiated a, a request on the Christian uh, crowdfunding service Give Sin Go. There, he explained that his son, like his other children, was not raised with cell phones or unrestricted internet access. It became unnecessary, or excuse me, it became necessary for him to have a phone so we could communicate while he was alone at my father's house, caring for my grandmother. And so we reluctantly allowed him to have a cell phone. He spent a lot of time alone with nothing to do but wait and think, and the cell phone became a welcome distraction. He said that his son's interest in history and theology led him down a rabbit hole where he was recruited into group chats targeting teenage traditionalist Catholics with extreme political content. We later learned that these chats 
were being closely monitored and possibly operated by FBI agents as part of an effort to investigate traditional Catholics that was downstream of a broader domestic investigation spurred by the events of January 6th. The story is likely to generate speculation that the Bureau's targeting of the boy is connected to the anti-Catholic Richmond memo, which was leaked by an FBI whistleblower earlier this year. So let me me get into this real quick. You're going to find this so disgusting, as I did. The father goes on to say, my son is very stoic, so we had no idea that any of this was was occurring. He explained that homeschooled minor was an altar boy and a volunteer firefighter. He dutifully assisted my father during the day and went home in the evening while I took over at my father's house. Unbeknownst to us, he was being drawn deeper and deeper into these chat groups and goaded into doing things like taking pictures of himself in public wearing ski masks and to print out memes and leave them on picnic tables. What a crime. They would ask him. If he had access to guns, the FBI asked a 15-year-old minor if he had access to guns. He would go to target shooting under the supervision of my brother, who lived in a law uh, brother-in-law, uh, who lived in an apartment at our home, and who owned the firearms, and encouraged him to sneak photographs of the guns and to post them. Why would you do that? All right. Ironically, our legal troubles began when he had an attack of conscience and abruptly deleted all of his chat apps. He later told us that he felt using social media was a coping mechanism and it had been affecting his mood and ability to sleep. Um, so after he deleted the apps, this is what happened. Rafini stated that he was not happy with his son's online conduct He said that while he agrees the boys showed a severe lack of judgment, the FBI's aggressive response seemed very disproportionate. Catholic Vote Vice President Joshua Mercer pointed out that it is not clear what exactly the FBI accused the boy of doing, quote, but unless he was engaging in real terroristic activities, there would be um, there would seem to be no justification for sending FBI agents to SWAT team the kid's house. Uh, according to Hain, the FBI eventually actually lost Kate, uh, lost interest in this case. However, the Ruffini family has paid $20,000 in legal fees so far. $20,000. What average family has got twenty grand to throw at this part? They don't Not have only that, for a car repair bill. Yeah, but this was so stressful that the boy was actually hospitalized on mental health pretenses, too. So now you have that adding cost of uh, of the hospital bills. Um, so this is what I'm going to say in regards to this. This is not the first time the FBI did this. Uh, in 2018, the FBI uh, groomed a boy who was, I say boy, he was a man. He was about 20 years old, maybe 21, severely um so not not sociopathic that's the wrong word um schizophrenic severe schizophrenic um to the point to where the uh the judge who worked on his case because he had violent tendencies the judge who worked on his case more or less completely stripped him of all rights and said that he has to be taken care of by his parents for the rest of his life well, the guy was extraordinarily paranoid. He was on like 20 different kinds of medicine. He had to be taken out of school. He couldn't attend college anymore. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's very tragic for this family to have to deal with this. And then he's on Twitter or on Facebook and comes across some sort of online chat form. And the FBI groomed him for about eight months to the point that the father ran off the FBI informant from his house twice. The FBI sent an informant to his house. And this 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 kid is under strict uh, uh, medical procedures that the father and mother alone have to make all decisions for him. He, he legally can't make a decision for himself. He doesn't have the mental ability to. And the FBI 
Dave, they got a van for them and they filled the van with fake explosives. And they told this kid in Oklahoma, you're going to go get in this van. You're going to take a ride down the road with this guy. You're going to go get in this van. And then you're going to go detonate this van over here at uh, some bank. He got all the way from A to Z before the FBI stopped him. And the FBI touted themselves as heroes. The FBI was sued for millions of dollars for this. The family never won anything, um, but just you know, destroyed this family's life, um, destroyed this young man's life, destroyed the father and the mother's life. It, look, okay, so let's, let's talk about this. I was a professional law enforcement officer. Never in my life did I ever think at any point in time in law enforcement that I needed to get on Internet platforms and goad people into committing crimes of violence in order to say, look at me, I'm doing my job. But this is what happened with the FBI when they became an intelligence agency. When the FBI was no longer just the forensics experts of the world, the the leading detectives of the world, and they became this next thing, this next evolution uh, or degradation of, uh, of the FBI, they became a law enforcement intelligence agency and their hands are in everything now. So we know their hands were in January 6th. We know it was in these two cases of these two boys. How many, I'm not going to lie when I say this. I question just how many of the quote Muslim extremists that the FBI took down another Islamic terrorist on Facebook today. Was that another person who was mentally handicapped that was goaded into something? Because you know who also did that? Antifa did that when we were in Portland. I know because I arrested the guy that we had a warrant for who had about $300,000 worth of damages that he caused because he was convinced by his Antifa buddies, protected by George Soros, not prosecuted by the DOJ, by the way. See where things are starting to link together. And they said, we need you to go and commit these acts. He had handlers. Where'd you learn that? Where'd you learn how to do stuff like that? Who taught you how to do stuff like that? And, you know, this guy was severely autistic. Yeah, I mean, we were more or less talking to a 12-year-old, and the guy was probably 34, 35. So I question so much more now yeah, than ever before. There's a, a parallel to a story that we covered when it happened, and it was the Buffalo shooter, the kid that drove oh, from yeah. his home, went to Buffalo, groomed by the FBI on the Internet. And, and just coincidentally, he killed an off-duty police officer, a uh, retired police officer, who uh, had a carburetor that ran on uh, oil, water. not oil, water, water, water. water. Yeah. And, um, and and we traced that and we just said, hey, this was a grooming operation. It was designed by the FBI and the FBI may as well have carried it out. And this yeah. sounds like this, what you're describing here is exactly the same, same thing. Same thing linked to Uvalde. You know, what they should call this is the Reichstag division of the FBI. Look, this is the this is the thing. My wife and I were talking about this yesterday, because she was asking me, "What is the need for the FBI anymore?" There isn't one. Yeah, I said, you know, back in the day when the FBI was originally the G man, what did they bring to the table? They brought forensic analysis. They they brought um, technology and expertise and uh, and tracking evidence to stop bank robbers and gangsters. Um, after that, it it quickly grew into a spy ring with Hoover. Um, so, you know, now the FBI is questionable at best in their actions. But, you know, for many of the agents that are there that are leaving and, and the guys that, you know, I hate to say it, but they feel like they're just stuck there because they're in that quasi. Well, I've been in the agency for 15 years, 18 mm-hmm. years. If I just stick it out for another two, I can retire and forget all this. Um, you know, this is the this is the thing, man, is like. Your local department and state department, your your sheriffs, they can all do what the FBI does now, especially with the fusion centers. The the fusion center is just a place for law enforcement to have liaisons so that everybody can talk. It's not where the concentration camps are. It's not where all the FEMA crap is. It's just a place where guys go and talk. Hey, 
in this county, there's a bank robbery. They're going to be crossing your state lines. Tell your buddies. And then the phone game starts, right? Um, that's what a fusion center actually does. Everything else, I mean, it's just, it ends up becoming monotonous conspiratorial BS. But your state, your locals, they can do everything the FBI does now. If the FBI went away tomorrow, what did we lose? The FBI website? You know, the, did we lose the people that the FBI allows to come across the border and, and what they're tracking? Did you know if we didn't have the FBI right now, you know how many people would have came across the border that the Border Patrol caught and would have been prosecuted and imprisoned? Thousands. Thousands. But instead, the FBI is telling them, let them go. We'll monitor them as they come in. How many people are you monitoring, FBI? How many people did you not move on? If you know real gangs, real terrorists, real cartels, and you're not following that, you know how many times, Dave, there'll be a serial killer or there'll be an active shooter, and the FBI will say, yeah, he was on our watch list. Why didn't you do something about that guy? Instead, you go out to the preacher's family who's out there by the abortion clinic who's protesting. You go out to the, this, you know, these kids who are on online chat forums. You know, if, if we are to demolish the FBI and restart with it or just demolish it in general at this point, I have to say that if you put that up to a vote to the American people, it would be almost unanimous yes. Because at this rate, tell me, maybe it, I'm, I'm reading into this, but the FBI itself is becoming a national security threat. Well, they're a Gestapo. That's what they are. You know, it's the case of Sharona Bishop, and Sharona was in the uh, Dinesh D'Souza's film, um, Police State. And uh, I interviewed her two years before Dinesh's movie. And uh, Sharona was an activist trying to get CRT and other objectionable sexual material out of elementary schools. Um, and she was against the grooming. She'd go to school board meetings. She'd present her case. She never caused a disturbance. And one day, boom, FBI comes in, guns drawn, kicks the door in. No warrant was displayed when they came in, even though her husband worked for the government. And they manhandled her teenage daughter on the stairs uh, they just committed all kinds of horrible abuses, guns pointed at their heads, and then they left the house damaged. They've never repaired the damage. She was never charged with anything. That's the FBI that we have today. And do I think all the FBI agents? No, I think a lot of them are caught in the middle. But you know and I yep. know, I went to college with an FBI agent. We were very, very good friends. And uh, this person was in a position of sensitivity, and I kept hearing the last year that they were involved how bad it was getting. Dave, we're worse than the freaking criminals we're trying to catch. This is what I was told, and and this is what the FBI has become. And, you know, honestly, Doug, it's not just the FBI, though. It's also the CIA. It's also the EPA, the CDC's weaponized medicine against the American people. I could go on and on and on. Exactly. They're all they're all become criminal organizations and the Great Reset needs to happen. But the Great Reset needs to happen within our government to purge these people. And and Doug, here's the other thing, too. Um, This is really out in the weeds, but I'm going to say it anyway to show how out of control these agencies are. They're private agencies, private. They're not part of the government. They're not. Now, the FBI is. But the EPA, the CDC, they're not part of the government. They're private agencies given governmental authority. They're quasi-governmental. And, you know, Denver, um, uh, uh, Denver Jewish uh, released information. They're giving the Ebola vaccine. I've been covering this for 10 years. I'm telling you, it's the next false flag. And, and they, they are in the, all these agencies, the CDC owns the patent on Ebola. Doug, the only way you can own a patent on something in nature is if you've modified it. So that tells me the CDC has weaponized Ebola, and they own all the royalties from the treatment. And there's a legal question. If you get Ebola, do they own you? I mean, this is really, I mean, this is stuff I'm having serious discussions with some attorneys on. This whole government is criminal right now. And it's been this way for a long time, but under biden it's criminal on steroids and and this is what we're seeing with the fbi hey in the time we have left i want to make sure we hit this uh derek chauvin 
Uh, there's more to his stabbing in prison than meets the eye. You want to tell us about that? Yeah, there's not too much. That but first of all, let's I've, tell the people who he is. They may not remember the name. Well, Derek Chauvin is the officer that was, man, he was the scapegoat. He was framed for everything that, that you could think of um, for George Floyd. There is a documentary for anyone who wants to watch this called uh, Minneapolis Has Fallen or The Fall of Minneapolis. It's on Rumble. Um, it, it was important for me. I watched it twice. It was important for me because I was policing during this time and I was affected. We were all affected in policing because of what happened to Derek Chauvin. And Derek Chauvin is one of those things that it makes us kind of stop and think like, you know, the guy was just doing his job, regardless of how it looked. He was doing a a technique that was in his policy for his department. His department lied on stage. Um, They uh, didn't bring up all the evidence. They didn't show any of the evidence, didn't allow other officers to testify. And so um, this was a political hit. And it was to appease the people. So they sacrificed this man. And he was just stabbed 22 times in in federal prison by a former FBI informant, John Tursik. Now, you start to link things together. I'm not going to say it it is because the FBI put a hit out on him. But I'm not going to say it's not. Because at this point in time, you know, um, the FBI was completely involved with taking down Derek Chauvin. Within 12 hours of George Floyd dying, the FBI was involved in the case. That is not, that's not normal. And even the uh, general uh, surgeon for, um, for the state said that that is not normal. And so I, Derek Chauvin's a big cover-up. Um, it's a cover up of malfeasance and I think they are, and, and he didn't get stabbed by the way, until he wanted to see if he could go back to court to lessen his sentence and try to get out of prison. And then he got stabbed. So, and, you know, and now we got this, uh, new documentary come out and all this of course happening before the next election cycle. So look for another Derek chauvinist type of, uh, event to happen. And it's very sad. It's very sad. It's the reason why a lot of guys in law enforcement don't want to do this job anymore. The government's more than willing to set you up, to sell you down the road, um, to ruin your life just because you do the job that they tell you you have to go and do based off the laws that they write, based off the policies that they make. Um, So, you know, and right now America is in this weird flux where they're, very anti-law enforcement right now because of all the stuff that's going on. And for good reason. Uh, and it's too bad because most of the men and women that serve are honorable. Um, yep. I, I'm going to say this about the, the George Floyd situation. It's very clear from the autopsy report. He died of fentanyl poisoning, not as a result of the officer. And it's not even exacerbating conditions that caused the fentanyl overdose to, in other words, did he enhance it, exacerbate it? The answer is no, he didn't. But this is what chicken bleepers the Supreme Court has become. They had a chance to take this case based on the autopsy information, and they should have taken it. They want justice, but they're so chicken bleeper, they don't want protesters on their lawn. They know Merrick Garland won't protect them. They know the FBI won't protect them. They know that uh, Kavanaugh was almost assassinated in his home. So the bottom line is we have no justice in this country right now because the mob rules. And and I'm going to say this as clearly as I can. The FBI is a 100% criminal organization at the top, and they enslave everybody down the line. And in other words, people are either enslaved to be silent, or you capitulate and work against your best interest and the interest of the people, or you'll lose your job. And this is really what they've become. And again, it goes back to federal agencies. They're, these are criminals. By the way, Doug, I need to say this before we go on. When the FBI comes to your door, actually, say, kicks in your door. Listen to me. The natural human tendency is to speak and declare your innocence. What you say is, Fifth Amendment, I say nothing to you. 
And if they come to your door and are polite enough to knock or any law enforcement, uh, do you have a warrant? Okay. No, you don't have to even open the door. There's no law that says you have to open the door. And you people need to know the minute you open your mouth, like the case with Martha Stewart, these freaking agents will lie and say you said something you didn't, and they convict you on the lying. Martha Stewart went to prison for lying to FBI officials, not for insider trading they were there to accuse her of. And what I'm telling you people is you say nothing. Fifth Amendment, I'm answering no questions about a lawyer. And they'll keep going on and on and badgering you. What, do you got something to hide? Uh, Come on, we'll get out of here if you just tell us what we want to know. And you just tell them Fifth Amendment, Fifth Amendment, Fifth Amendment. Record everything. I got to say this, exactly right. Well, the thing is, is they'll seize all your electronics. Um, I'm sorry, Doug, I I didn't mean to go off on a tangent there, but the people need to know that they have rights and the FBI right now will convict you using any means possible. If you don't say anything, they can't convict you of anything. It's this just a very disturbing state in America um, right now. And I know there's a lot of people that are very nervous that are very worried. Um, look, if you're not doing anything illegal, as they would say, you got nothing to worry about, right? Just don't post anything that we disagree with. You know, talk about anything that we disagree with and, um, you know, probably don't preach anything that we disagree with and you'll be okay. But how close do we need to say we look like Nazi Germany? Um, How many times do we need to say that before people in these high ranking positions turn to look at each other and go, are we the baddies? Are are we the, the reason why everyone's so nervous? Yeah. Yeah. And the FBI is getting played just like everyone else is getting played. They're getting played. They're they're being allowed to be made to look like the bad guy, and in many cases they are. Uh, and when this next civil war happens, law enforcement is going to be a big threat. We always said that when I was in law enforcement. When a civil war happens, um, I'm taking my vehicle out into a field and I'm setting it on fire. That's what I'm doing, getting it as far away from my house as possible. Um, so you know, this is a a very questionable time in america it's a very dark time in america um but the light of the world is christ so let that be in your heart and um you know guys don't live in fear don't live in fear but i will say this have a care for what you say and for what you do on the internet because it can and will be used against you that's true there's the the internet is the way they're weeding out people who are not conformist to their communist ideology that's exactly right uh doug um, tell people how they can follow the American Vindicta report. Uh, so uh, American Vindicta show is on YouTube. It's on Rumble. It's on gsradio.net. Also, uh, you can find the Doug and Dave Intel report on the com and .tv. Make sure that you're signed up on all those venues. Dave got deplatformed on YouTube, so let's help him out on Rumble and rebuild that uh, rebuild that following out there. Look, there's it's probably not going to be long before I'm right there with you, man. You know, from what I was told is that within the next like six months to a year, guys like us are no longer going to be on YouTube. So well, the, the, head, of, the head of YouTube has coming. already said it. The head of YouTube and I'm not attacking YouTube. I don't they can do what they want to do. But the head of YouTube has told people we don't need any political discussions on YouTube. Um, it's one percent of what we do. I don't know if that's accurate, but that's what I that's what I've heard repeatedly. So it is what it is. Here's the bottom line, Doug, with regard to deplatforming and what you're talking about. The horse is out of the barn. 80% of the people in this country already know something's terribly wrong. About 50% have some idea of some of the issues. And probably about 10% of us really understand where this is going historically is the precedent. And the bottom line is, is deplatforming and censoring, it's too late. The horse is out of the barn. And we'll find other venues to communicate our message. And the bottom line is, there's a great resistance coming against this communist takeover. It's coming. Yep. Yep. Doug, we're out of time, my friend. Takeover. I got to got to run. Uh, Doug Thornton of the American, excuse me, the American Vindicta Show, and I'm Dave Hodges of the Common Sense Show, and together we are the Intel Report. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you back here next time. 
We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TheCommonSenseShow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.